So, we're doing a little social experiment today. We decided yeah. to try and do the podcast completely naked. Yep, I'm not happy about this. <laughs> yeah, I already feel incredibly I mean, I'm not happy about this because, um, well, it kind of put me to shame. <laughs> yeah, man, my butt is way bigger than yours. You should be jealous. <laughs> I'm packing down here. I've been compared to Nicki Minaj a few times. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I bet you're Anaconda. <laughs> Anaconda don't want none. Um, I don't know. I actually... <laughs> this is so stupid. I think I actually have a really good butt. <laughs> I've been told. I can't say that for looks, but I, I, yeah, I've also been told and I feel confident in my, in my bosom. <laughs> we have something in common though. yeah yeah that's definitely an area where I've never felt like shame you know what I mean I've also never felt confidence no I have it's actually just, just because no. of like getting specific compliments from women about my butt I'm like oh, you know if, 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 a, if a woman compliments it they're jealous <laughs> as well <laughs> yeah I wish I was packing like that um, yeah it's same with like eyelashes I've been told I have good eyelashes and I think oh. that must just be like a well that's because I'm jealous of your eyelashes kind interesting of yeah yeah are you told this by like like an older British geezer man like no oh I'm like you really know what's wrong with that <laughs> <laughs> no, oh kidding. mate fantastic ass <laughs> <laughs> I would like let's shit. have a go Let's have a go then. Uh, yeah, I've been told my eye. I have nice eyes a lot as well. That's probably the one I've gotten the most. That's the one I get the most. Yeah, yeah. You should stop copying me, man. That's one. I know. Yeah, what the hell. <laughs> what do you have so much in common? Uh, until I have a really nice nose. No, no, I never said that one. <laughs> Specific one. I think I have the, yeah. a, a normal human nose. <laughs> anyway, that was a. Uh, a self-indulgent thing to open up on. We're not actually naked. You can you can relax. Welcome to the Sebastian Evan Simpson's podcast. The podcast myself and Sebastian do because I don't play video games. Mm, but I do. That's the only reason why. Yeah, but we couldn't talk about it because yeah. I have nothing to to say. And I mean, this is pretty obviously like Roblox. Like, uh, it's meant to be Roblox. <clears throat> oh yeah, I mean, they're, they're barely hiding. Yes. You ever played that when you were younger? Or still no, is it? <laughs> no, uh, is it? Is it that old of a game? It wasn't around when we were I, kids. I played it like uh, sort of two thousand eight, two thousand nine. What? It's that old? It's been wow. around for a while. It okay. definitely what from what I've seen of it now, it's changed a lot. But right. yeah, I used to play it back in the day. Yeah, because my brother plays it, so in my head it was like maybe 2016 onwards or something. Yeah. But I didn't think it was that and that then old. In, in 2010, I found Minecraft, so stopped playing it. I guess they're not entirely different. Yeah, but like they are. I did play Minecraft. Quite, but I'm. When did you start playing Minecraft? Uh, I would say I would have been in fourth year of secondary school when I played it. So like 2000. 13, 14? Okay. Yeah. I hate to be this guy. Mm-hmm. You, this like, gonna, I think you the, told me this before. This is the one thing I brag about. You were like, which is kind of sad. before it was cool. Yeah, I yeah. played Minecraft in 1.2 beta, which is just after alpha. Oh, wow. So that was late 2010. Yeah. And yeah, it was like a very, very like unknown game at Damn. that period of time. I was there just before it sort of blew up. And, right. No, yeah. I, I definitely can't claim that. I was like watching Toby Turner play it before I started playing it myself you know I like followed the YouTuber trends and all that shiz I, I like the Oxcast the Oxcast? the Oxcast what's that? 
You don't know the Oxcast? No. They were like one of the like original Minecraft YouTubers that did like the, the series. And All stuff. right. Yeah. It's crazy that a game can be so big that people literally make a living just playing it. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's amazing. Yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah, super cool. I remember watching a documentary about Trey Parker and Matt Stone working on the, the sequel game to the first South Park game. And a, a part of their research was literally just watching PewDiePie play the whole game mm. because it was so informative for them because he's, you know, he's judging things, not trying to be critical. Just it pops up because you're playing a game that's going to happen yeah. naturally. So they're able to just like watch someone authentically play their own mm. game and see what needed work. You know what I mean? So it's cool. I would like something like that can actually further advance a sequel to a game. You know what I mean? It's, sometimes fan input is can be flawed and they shouldn't have too much but something like that is, is good it's healthy yeah. I think you know and like people are treated like athletes now with like esports oh, yeah. and everything like, mm. especially if you go to like um, if you go to Asia like all these like different countries like they literally like video game athletes quotation yeah. mark yeah. are like treated like gods it's crazy oh yeah yeah the, the, the culture there is like they actually do see them like the, yeah. the, the way we would say see really good football players here I remember yeah. I heard about this ages ago, but the South Korean football team, yeah, were like playing a big game, and to motivate them before the game, they brought out, they into the dressing room, they brought in like the best League of Legends players. Oh wow! So the fact that it's like turned <laughs> that now, motivated and, them. and they're like the the gods to them. Yeah, they're like the professional football players. They've crossed over. Yeah, That's they're crazy. They're playing football for their country. They're the best eleven players in the country. Wow, it's kind of cool though. It's yeah. like. I mean, I don't, I don't game anymore, but I gained in my youth, and like uh, during that time, gaming was not considered cool yet. You know, yeah. the thing that like nowadays gamers that would have grown up, you know, relatively similar to our ages, maybe a little bit older, are like like you said, they're referred to as athletes and stuff like that. I wouldn't personally go as far as use the word athletes, but there is certainly a skill set involved, yeah, and you know, it takes time and dedication and everything else. There's no game that anyone is just instantly good at. You have to play a, makes, a game a lot to get good. It makes you think, though, if someone playing snooker mm. is a sportsman, yeah, then that's true. You know, yeah, and there's courses, darts, now. there's esports courses. Wow, in here as well, yeah, or in, in, colleges Asia? in the oh, UK, okay. yeah, fucking hell. All right, I mean, yeah, there's, there's a career to be made in them, like... yeah, darts, like a sport where you're, you're, <laughs> you're drinking beer, sinking pints, throwing something at a ball. <laughs> if you're a sportsman doing that, then I feel like if you play games for a living, you can make a yeah, it's only because the, 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 you see those gamers you did, you you be quite fit. Like they actually yeah. do exercise and stuff outside of you know their job. Whereas their players, you know, I I do like that on darts on TV they're doing the exact same thing that they were doing in a pub. Exactly, throwing back they points, they're chatting with each other. Yeah, yeah. I love it. They don't even know they're being recorded. They, they can't play without drinking a pint. Yeah, so yeah, they need the, it. That's the sad. It's thing. crazy. Yeah, like they need that skill. They made a huge career for themselves. Doing the thing that they used to do in the pub where they get smashed and throw a few darts. It's wild. Anyway, <coughs> pretty related to what, what this episode's about, so not, not, not too much of a diversion. <coughs> Today we are covering Game Done Change, the 10th episode of the 34th season, and let's jump into it. So we open up, we see a ninja is breaking into the Vatican, and he kills a priest. We see it's actually Bart playing a VR game in his bedroom. Choke on your old junk, Petrucci! That'll teach you to exclude the ecumenical council, you <laughs> papist lapdogs. We didn't cut to uh, the, him in the sitting room with Marge and Homer. Marge says she's worried that this game might be turning his brain to, again, bleep. Barrett asks if he can play Future War Death instead. 
Um, but they turn it down. He says, what about future War 2? Death and Carnage. They, no, but he says he has to play something. We then cut to him in the kitchen playing a game called Bowl Blocks. So yeah, like you said, clearly a, a parody of Roadblocks. Blocks. They're not even being like, uh, you know, hush hush about it. It's clearly Roadblocks. Yeah. It looks like Roadblocks. The, the, the pun is very, very similar. Uh, Marriage is like, do you like your new game? He's like, no. Do you want to stop? No. Or he's like, perfect. That's right in the video game sweet spot. Or Marriage said it's fun for all ages and you earn stickers if you showcase generosity and care and lets Maggie play it too. Marriage's like trying to download it and Maggie just takes over. She's like, oh, I guess giving you that game so you'd shut up the restaurants pay it off. We didn't cut to Millhouse in the house making his own character. Millhouse in the house. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a spin-off. Designing his own character and he's like, and these bushy eyebrows and a cherry on top of the hunk Sunday. And his nose starts glitching and Bart says it's due to the crappy computer that's also a microwave. It's like one of those classic computers with this gigantic back. And Millhouse purchases a mohawk with Bobux. And Bart's like, you're the only person who looks lame with a mo- who looks lamer with a mohawk. And someone in the game offers to purchase. I guess just this mention as well the 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 Roadblocks esque game they're playing. The animation is different, obviously. It's pretty similar to the game, right? I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah more or less. Um, and yeah, it's cool different animation that they use for the game. I always enjoy seeing them experiment with stuff like that. Someone offers to purchase his mohawk, and he sells it, but then. A glitch causes his mohawk to grow back, but he still has the money. Then Bart realizes that to get all the crap computers together at the school, they can make a fortune off this glitch. We then cut to Marge seeing how attached Maggie now is to the game, and she decides to try it for herself. She, In the game, she brings her strawberries and bananas, and Maggie says she likes bananas but doesn't like strawberry. And Marge realizes that she can talk to Maggie on this. And she's like, oh, thank you, screen time. We then cut to... Chalmers going into Skitter's office. He says that their latest test scores appeared in a Chinese printing press for to to showcase how they're topping the Americans. I just um I just had a flashback. Yeah. Um when I used to play Roblox. Oh yeah. This is probably the worst gamer name of all time. <laughs> I'm ready. This was my Roblox name. <laughs> Xbox three sixty gamer ten. <laughs> He's not even the ninth <laughs> one. The first ten, the first nine were taken. Why would you call yourself Xbox Three Sixty Gamer Ten? I didn't even have an Xbox as well as playing Roblox. <laughs> I just knew I would. So I was like, "Well, I'm preempting." You knew you would have an Xbox. You were like, "It was wish fulfillment." Yeah, I was like, "Well, I'm gonna get it soon, so I might as well just call myself." Yeah, that's. <laughs> what did you play it on then? Um. My dad's laptop. Your dad's laptop, wow. You knew you were going to get the Xbox, that's yeah. so funny. I guess you were like manifesting it. And then I Xbox. would just play on the weekends at my dad's. Yeah. And then when I had an Xbox at home, I couldn't play it on the weekend with my dad. So I did live up to the name. Mm. I was an Xbox 360 gamer 10 whilst playing yeah. Roblox. Yeah, you were the 10th one, the 10th the yeah. person to have an Xbox 360. <laughs> that is one of those classic games though, because like you're... You're not as creative when you're when you're that young. You know what I mean. It's like the most instant kind it's of like, what cool am I? Yeah, right. I was looking through my. I was like trying to move over to a different YouTube channel last day, and like all my older YouTube accounts popped up. I thought my very first one was just Dylan Simpson fan. 
it's just like it just is what you are you yeah know? yeah you i mean you don't mess around i made that account well over 10 years ago i haven't changed yeah, much since Dylan obviously Simpson fan. <laughs> Simpson fan. the, the, the te- test scores are really low and on the newspaper we have like a little picture of ralph writing down four plus two equals seven on a chalkboard and skinner's like when we did have all that lead in the water fountain pipes Oh, lead, lead, lead. Everything's always lead with you. This school is a train wreck. I want those numbers up, Seymour. Get me a PowerPoint presentation Monday. I'll have it done by Sunday night. Don't ruin my weekend. He then checks the computer and he's like, that's strange. The download rate is 87 megabytes per second. We're paying for 91. There, check the router. I'm not techie enough to get that, but I'm, I assume that is very, very bad. Yeah. They're paying for 91 megabytes per second. That's like very, very slow, I'm assuming. 91 megabytes a second. That's what you said, I think, yeah. That's good. Oh, Wait, okay. Yeah, that would be quite good. No, it was just a, it was just an exposition line then. I assume the joke was that they, they had really shit internet. It's because it's like only, he's like complaining and it's only like four megabytes off what he's paying for. Oh, um, right, okay. <laughs> Which isn't even that bad. Right, right, right. Yeah. I, get, I get it now. I've been educated. But yeah, he, he goes into the computer lab and discovers all the kids playing Blowbox. And he's like, why aren't you in class? And Bart's like, eh, we're playing Oregon Trail and no one's having a good time. He's like, Millhouse, tell the truth. Like, we discovered a video game glitch that allows us to make money and now Bart's the boss of a criminal enterprise. And he's, he's like, do you even have a crap machine? Or a crap station even? That's how much money they're making. And he's like, Bart Simpson, you are starting to drum down the barrel of a strongly worded email to your parents that I will follow up on. He's like, Seymour, walk with me. He's like, oh, I guess I do have 9,000 more steps to take. And he confesses that they are laundering money. And Skinner's like, yes, I did see the Hubert's Rolex... Uh, I, I did see Hubert's Rolex fidget spinner. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even be surprised if they're actually doing those. Why, why wouldn't they? A nice little... Um, what sort of continuity here as well is that he said Hubert's fidget spinner, which was the name of the character... Lisa's husband from when Nelson met Lisa last week, the Asian guy. Oh, yeah. We, we, we've actually never seen him as a kid in the show yet. Yeah. But in, you can see him in the computer lab also. Oh, I yeah. didn't notice. I was thinking, like, that must be the very first time that we've actually seen the character in the future first before seeing yeah, them in the past you know, or in, in the present day, even. Yeah, crazy. Bart says that they could use the money to improve, that this disgrace of a school, and Skinner wishes people would stop calling the school a disgrace, and Snakes just bursts out of the pipe. And while they're chatting, also past Lunch Lady Doris, uh, using leftovers to make soup, and the teachers all gather around the dumpster fire in the, in the teacher lounge. Bart says he must have some vision for the school, that they can help out, and he admits that he does, and he starts singing a song where he says that he'd like to avoid constantly being pressured to bring up test scores by turning the school into a performing arts school where children are great on creativity rather than exams. No testing to standardize when all the kids are dolls and guys. Academic benchmarks cannot be exacting when all you teach is dance and acting. If the baseball team's on a 12-game slide, we're not athletes, that's a point of pride. All you need is just one famous grad, an idea Manziel or even one Josh Gad. No more STEM classes for this wide-eyed fool who only fails and passes when this dumb big comes.
being cut to him giving all the kids extended computer lab passes and they are going to stay after hours by pretending it's midnight basketball and Skinner wonders how they actually turned this Roblox money into real money and the way that they explained how it, they were making it real money is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> but let's jump into it. He explains that they used the bow box to buy cucumbers in Vegetable Crossing, which they can convert to Delta Miles, which they then use those to buy Panda Express gift cards, which they then donate to Amnesty International, that they can then use the tax credits to turn into Danish kroner. Ridiculous, but let's accept this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we then cut to Marge inside the game again with Maggie. She's asking Maggie several questions. First, she wants to know who her favorite animal is. She says it's an elephant, and asks her who she wants to be when what she wants to be when she grows up. She puts in like a, little, a doctor emoji, and Maggie's like, "Oh, you want to be an elephant doctor?" And Homer enters, saying that since she's on this game all the time, he's trying to dry his own pants in the microwave. <laughs> it's like, do I sit on popcorn or potato? And he asks Maggie, when he realizes he, he can talk to Maggie on this, he's asking her a bunch of questions. Why do you make eye contact while you poo? Uh, do, do you remember the time that I lost you at Home Depot? And uh, where do baby faces go during peekaboo? <laughs> the best one. Honestly, nothing is worse than a baby making eye contact with you when they shit. <laughs> when it's not yours, and they're like looking at you like really worried. Like... <laughs> It's like, I can't tell if this is going to be, like, a, a wet one, or... <laughs> Am I supposed to do something about yeah, this? Yeah, you know, if you had that... Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah I have been in brothers, so, yeah. Experienced that and many they, times. just, like... <laughs> I don't have to describe the face, but it's like... Yeah, on a podcast. Like... They're just looking at you with pure concern, almost like like a little tear coming down their eye, almost. Yeah. I remember yeah, my brother like always never did shit that. before. You shit twice a day. Like, come on. You should be used to this by now. It's like they think they were to be in trouble or something. <laughs> I do remember my, 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 my brother used to always do that. And at first I was always like, why does he look so worried? And I would eventually realise every time. I'm like, why do you look so concerned all of a sudden? Oh, right, yeah, you're shitting your pants. I guess, yeah, if, if they're doing it in a nappy, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's a different experience. <laughs> Mary says that she never thought the first time Maggie would tell her she loves her that it would be in an RPG but she'll never forget it and she tells Homer that she loves him as well well she just says like I I heart and it's like just a man emoji and a donut emoji it's like you love donut man but I'm donut man yes one of my kids love me we then cut to Willie assembling the school and turning it into a performing arts school and Skinner's just like watching all of this Skinner says the acoustic will make the second graders sound like sixth graders that the ceiling will be so high that their resident ghoul won't even bang his head. And then Chalmer asks where he found the money and he points at a parent's uh, donation thermometer. And it's clearly just like a fake drawing of a thermometer. <laughs> That's like skyrocketing because there, there's been so many don- donations. And Chalmer's like, well, the thermometer doesn't lie. <laughs> I love the consistency of like, you know, Chalmers is the voice of reason. He's always trying to get Skinner to be, you know, a better principal and stuff like that. But then he's so gullible. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Like obviously, the scene in Hamlet is like the classic bit of just like he falls for anything, like the most ridiculous lie from Skinner that he should not get away with, and Chalmers just like, oh, cool, perfect, <laughs> so good. And then cut to um, Barton Skinner calling Martin into the office, interrogating him for wanting to talk to his parents about what they're up to. You're gonna sing to your parents about this victimless thing of ours. <laughs> I 
have signed a mutual honesty compact with them. Oh, look, your report guard. Beautiful little lay you've got here. <laughs> Would be a shame if something happened to it. God, no! You sick bastard! Okay, okay, I'll keep your dirty video game secret. Oh, man is wolf to man. <laughs> they said Mark in a way, and Bart points out that they make a great team. And Skinner's like, we're more than a team. We're colleagues. Do you want to put your feet up on my desk while we daydream about our life goals? He was our daydreaming. Skinner is daydreaming that he's welcoming a bunch of parents into a production of Dear Evan Hansen. And Bart's daydreaming him mooning all of Springfield from a jacuzzi on a helicopter. Classic <laughs> Bart daydream. I love that I now in this episode, actually. It was great just to see them both, like... Obviously, the cla- I, I love Bart and Skinner's relationship anyway, obviously, but usually it's they're at odds with each other. I like seeing them working as a team here. Yeah. I thought that, that dynamic was so cool. It uh, was cool, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I was just happy just to see have a Skinner episode, you know course, what I mean? Yeah. Because he is my favorite character outside the family. We haven't seen too much of him recently, so I was glad to see him in a, in a lead role again. We didn't cut to them in the computer lab. Bart's congratulating Sherry for getting the sales of the day, and she keeps this up, she'll... Get a free trip to Honolulu. It's the class like something that happened in the office almost. Like they're turning into like a workplace comedy. <laughs> Inside the game, a group of players come in and kill all of their characters with unicorns, uh, which is Millhouse's second favorite magical horse. And they say that a, a turf war has begun. Bart then reports to Skinner that the IP address tracks to a school called Limitless Frontier Horizons, and they pay it a visit. So this is clearly like one of those schools that are like, you know, very children, student focused and they're like, you know, it's all the smart, wealthy parents that are want all their kids to thrive. We see that they have a classroom dedicated exclusively to Martin Luther King, another one for Harriet Tubman and another one for Condi. The teacher then tells them that their school is student led and if their passion is monetizing a video game air, that they have to support that. <laughs> and Skinner just goes, that's progressive school, mumbo jumbo for screw you. I love how like kind of like tough and kind of cocky he is in this from this scene onwards. He becomes like a bit of like a, a kingpin for it's this little game that they're <laughs> utilizing yeah. to make money. But then Bart's like, wait, so you, so you can't help us? Like, oh, we don't use the word can't or don't. We, we just can't. And Bart's like, are you even in charge? And she says she just sends emails out asking parents to help out their fundraiser au- fundraising auctions. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm going to sound so judgmental here. Yeah. But anyone I've met that's gone to like one of these kind of schools where mm. it's like... Um, would they basically tell you that kind of you can do anything and stuff yeah. like that? Yeah. I've never been good people. Re- I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't <laughs> doubt it. <laughs> like, yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, I can definitely support the positivity. There needs to be a balance. There needs to be a balance. You can't just tell someone. I don't agree with, like, the way our education system is anyway. No. But I also don't agree with this. No. It's like like a total 180 from our education system, but it's like, it's not like everything about our education system is flawed. You need to change everything. An in-between of the two, I think, would be perfect. But yeah. It's definitely, I mean, I don't know anyone who's gone to schools like that, but I know people who, like, their parents only ever told them they were perfect growing up, like, oh, never man. pointed out any flaws to them. You know what I mean? And those people usually just end up being pretty flawed people because, 
if they, you're they rare, think they're amazing. Yeah, yeah, if you're rare, believing you're amazing, you kind of end up being an asshole. You get a reality check when you come into real life. Hopefully, yeah. but sometimes they're so like mental blocked that they don't. Even if that reality check happens, it's almost like they don't see it. Mm. You know what I mean? I, 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 I think you know, a bit of tough love is is important and. A bit of a reality perception is good because also those people just aren't aren't hard workers because they think that things will just fall in their lap. Yeah. Because they're amazing, you know what I mean. So yeah, there's definitely an in between. I think I agree with you. Our education system isn't perfect, but there's definitely good traits to it. To do something like this, that is the complete opposite, also isn't helpful. I just you yeah, because I mean they're just going to go into real life, and it's like, well, what did I actually do in school? Yeah, What's exactly. Like? That's one area where our school system is helpful is that our teachers do treat us the way that we will end up getting treated by like managers and other people who are in higher positions as us but if your teacher is just someone who's telling you you're amazing mm. and you go to the real world where people are not doing that exactly it's yeah. gonna fuck with your head yeah you know yeah, what i mean i would i would love to told of course to, uh, to tell people they're amazing and i wish that was the way it was but it's not you will get treated like shit and it's just like, a lot of the time yeah yeah, yeah you know you definitely need some I, sort I of feel like lying to someone that they won't yeah is, makes it worse when it does happen of course yeah, yeah it messes you up yeah that, that's why i think that rearing your kids like that like just telling they're amazing all the time you know you see some parents that like even when their kid does something bold they won't be too strict about it you know what i mean it's like that's just not going to help this person when they grow up they're just going to be an asshole mm -hmm. you know that's why you have to give your if you love someone if you really do love your child you do have to give them some tough love you, do, you know what yeah, i mean you have to punish do. them sometimes i think yeah you have to slap them i'm kidding um, <laughs> we're having a meaningful conversation i just break away from it <laughs> she says one of the parents in the school is also drake who they're getting the mc at the next fundraiser but he won't perform we didn't cut over to a kid making blocks and she's and she's like okay that's enough sandra like, oh that's a gray tower and it's like oh yeah they're all nice come on take a walk with me she's walking with barton skinner she tells him that the school is filled as you were just saying filled with kids who have been told they can achieve anything they can set their minds to and it's like you think you can stop that unbreakable unearned self-confidence great quote and that's exactly what it is it's unearned yeah. you know you're, you're telling someone who's like four that they're absolutely amazing and exceptional it's like they can't be they're four they're not even potty trained yeah. <laughs> you know? you're not amazing but Barrett offers to separate areas in the game so she could take the gumdrop fields and teddy bear bouncy rooms and they keep the penguin funland and mushroom castle and she agrees that sharing is one of the habits of the heart and skinner takes Bert aside he tells them that they can't run the school with half the money and what the hell are you doing what we had to make a deal with only half the money, there's no revolving stage, no flying wire harness system. Good luck doing angels in America. Bart says that they can't go to war with these kids and uh, that they have to take this deal. But then Skinner tells her that she better be prepared if you're going to mess with the king. And she's like, are you really going to quote the wire to me? My dad directed three episodes and a dockyard season. Like, oh, that season was slow. <laughs> this is war. I found the wire references weird because I can't imagine that this... Road, I haven't seen The Wire, but I can't imagine this Roadblocks storyline has anything thematically similar going on to The Wire. I guess not, no. No. I guess the whole money laundering thing that is obviously illegal. There's obviously drugs and money laundering going on in The Wire, but yeah. it's obviously far more... <laughs> what's happening here is far more innocent than The Wire. I guess it's like a, 
a sweet elementary school version of <laughs> The Wire almost. Yeah, I, I didn't personally make that connection. But he, he then fires Bart. And Bart's like, you can't fire me. I brought you into this. And he's like, that's right. Fired people get a severance. <laughs> he's like, it's all in the game, son. All in the video game game. He's saying all this, like, walking away backwards. We cut him in the computer lab. He, this is just Skinner now. He appoints Millhouse as the new head. Head of the of the of the Boblox gang. And Milhouse starts choking on dipstick dippers. He's so shocked to be appointed as the head. He's like, what about Barrett? Like, oh, he's history. And this school doesn't teach history. Like, do it. And I'll, I'll never make you do dodgeball again. And Milhouse is like, and I get the pretty teacher in fifth grade. Like, oh, Miss McCarthy? Like, you know who I'm talking about. Miss Tanaka. They shake hands. He then tells them to... It's like a, like a big dramatic monologue. He tells them to hit the sunflowers where it hurts. Steal their tiaras. Kill their unicorns. Strangle their gnomes. And glitter bomb their pumpkin patch. Now get out there and paint the streets with the blood of tomorrow's leaders. We then cut to... Kind of like a TikTok YouTube video of people talking about this video game feud. Very, very accurate. It's just called, Let's Talk Boblock with Astrid and French Fry. They say that all this anger between the Sunflower Kids and the Springfield Kids is making them sad. We can see that in the Candyland area of the game, Milhouse got mauled by a bear. And one of those girls is like, I knew that bear was mean. Astrid, you are always right about bears. Don't rip me in half, French fry. I would never, Astrid. Online friends forever. It was just, it was so cringe, but it was so accurate to what those videos are, you know. Uh, You see those pop up on, on, what you call it, uh, TikTok all the time. They always start off with the whole, like, we need to talk about blank. I mean, it's the most millennial way to start a conversation. It is, but like... Um, We need to talk about this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you know what they're doing, like... It's, we need to talk about this. (laughs) Yeah, true. (laughs) It's like a little drink, like, get me started. Sips tea. Yeah. Yeah. You do know what they're doing, though, because it's like, especially people who use TikTok a lot, like, their attention span is, you know, horrific. So it's like, you need to make a video where... It grabs the person instantly like that. Oh, we need to talk about this. Like, oh, you have my attention, you know. <laughs> we didn't cut to Nelson getting stabbed in the game with a candy cane. And again, one of these girls is like, why are candy canes only for Christmas? Great question. Post your theories. No racist stuff, you guys. We didn't cut to Lisa. I didn't even realize until Lisa popped up that she had not been in this episode up until this yeah, point. Yeah. yeah. I thought that. I was like, oh, yeah, you were here. Oh, yeah, yeah. I always thought we weren't going to get Lisa. Yeah. It was kind of refreshing, to be honest. I have it was a, a bit. I like Lisa. Obviously, I like Lisa. But it, it, she's been so, like, the main character in a lot of episodes recently. That I was kind of happy to have her be on the sidelines a little yeah. bit for once. And I was glad to have Barry in the lead role. We was such little Barry episodes recently and he's like classic Barry's episode too which made me he happy is, he's yeah. classic like bratty you know of his schemes and everything tormenting Skinner I was glad to see the classic Barry again but she interrupts um, Marriage Homer and Maggie to t- guys you've been in this game so long that out in the real world the lawn is overgrown Bart bought a Lexus and I had to go to my own parent teacher conference Turns out I'm enjoying having class and I might need glasses. And Maggie says hi to her. She's like, oh, you're communicating using emojis. It's just like how old people do it to try and seem relevant. 
<laughs> I, I, that was so relatable to me because sometimes my grandfather, who was seventy six years old, would send me a message like, "Hey, Dylan, how are you doing?" And there'd be like three emojis after it, <laughs> and the emoji wouldn't even make sense to the question. Yeah. You know, it's like it's cute, but it is also what Lisa said, like a desperate attempt to seem relevant. My my mum will use them to fill in like words. So she'd, oh my god, she'd be like, "Have you seen outside? It's very and then a sun emoji today." <laughs> oh really? Like, yeah, yeah, stuff like that. It'd be like, "Have you?" Um, <laughs> it would be like, "Have you?" And it would be some like food today. <laughs> <laughs> Have you hot dog today? Yeah. Yes, I've had three. It's stuff like that. It's like. Yeah, she just use it to fill in the word instead of saying the word. That's fascinating. Yeah. I've never seen anybody do that. Like, it makes sense. I'm actually surprised I don't hear about more people doing that. I think what happens is, you know when you type a word and then the recommended The thing comes, comes up, up, yeah, she's just doing that. If you don't click space and you click the emoji, it just yes. replaces the word. Oh, yeah. so do, do you think she's not even meaning to? I, I think... I don't think she's not meaning to, but I, yeah. I also don't think she is meaning to. She's not going, she's she's like, not going oh, yeah. out of her way. Oh, it pops up anyway. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I might as well use the cheeseburger emoji to yeah. ask Sebastian as he ate it. <laughs> yeah. But then she's like, well, Dad, you're not even at Moe's. And Homer's like, who needs Moe's when we can play volleyball with my head? <laughs> and Marge is like, who would have thought our family would have been happiest in a video game? And Homer's like, you know, and all from the comfort of my own bathroom. We didn't cut to Skinner again singing the same song from before about how overjoyed he is by 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 his new performing art school. I will say I had to um, say something a little negative about, about the amazing Harry Shearer. It did sound like his singing voice was going a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a bit rough, I have to admit. Yeah. He's an older man. He's in his late 70s, you know. I mean, I was just talking about how old my grandfather is. They're about the same age. And look, he's still thriving in, in terms of the voice acting. Of like, he's great as Skinner, brilliant as Mr. Burns and Ned Flanders, those being his, his three mainest characters, and Smithers. But the singing was obvious. It was definitely noticeable, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Rough. I, I I do think about him a lot because he's more than likely going to be the first one to go. Mm. Like he's going to be such a loss to the show. That like you know, they could, there's no way they could get one voice actor to replace him. You know what I mean? They would need it's difficult, man. Yeah, they would need. I would say three or four at the very least. Because yeah. look at like Principal Skinner and look at Otto. Like they, those voices are nothing alike. You know what I mean? He's so talented. Like that. Uh, yeah, it was definitely noticeable in the singing. Unfortunately. We didn't cut to Millhouse running in. He says that they've taken their entire revenue stream, and this makes the whole theater get torn down. I couldn't tell if they actually had the theater, and because of the the other schools stealing all their money, they had to tear the theater down, or if it was yeah. all Justin Skinner's head. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't very clear to me. And Skinner just goes, "I'm going to show these kids something they have no idea exists: the real world." We didn't cut to Bark washing his Lexus. He's like, stupid Skinner. I'm done trying to make money off of nothing. I'm going all on NFTs. We didn't get a message from Millhouse uh, saying that Skinner's going to do something bad. We cut to the, you know, the the school where they love the children, the, the Limitless Opportunity School. We see the parents painting a mural that says kids can do anything. And then Skinner enters in with a bulldozer. But bulldozer burns down there um, or tears down their wasabi garden, and he's heading for the computer lab. And one of the girls is like, "There's no nurturing in this." And Bart puts a halt to this. He's <laughs> like, "What are you? What are you doing?" And Skinner's like, "They stole Daddy's money, and I'm Daddy." <laughs> he starts the machine again. But Bart tells Skinner that he's not a psycho, 
and that he's he's more like on frosted cornflakes but Skinner wants to be lucky charms he says that crushing this kombucha academy will ruin his life and being partners with him has made him realize that he's a human <laughs> Skinner's like I already rented the cast the costumes for Susical. he puts on a cat in the hat hat and Bart's like it was never meant to be He's like, but, but, but Josh Gad. He's like, Josh Gad isn't real. Right. And of course he's not. They ride away together. I see, it was a really sweet moment. I liked it a lot, the little dialogue. We didn't cut to one of the teachers just going, maybe there's a teachable moment here. In a sense, the bulldozer is Anglo-Saxon privilege. <laughs> one of the kids is like, you're fired. Like, oh, thank you. <laughs> we didn't see them like driving off on the bulldozer together. And Bart's like, Come on, let's head to Krusty Burger. I'll buy you a shake, and you can tell me about your other stupid dreams that will never happen. No, Bart, I'm done living in a fantasy world, because a fantasy world is no place to live. We didn't cut back to the house. We see Flanders arriving into the house with multiple newspapers that were stacked up in their driveway. He goes in, and all the lights are shut off, and he sees the family are all glued to their computer screen. Homer has a full beard now. Lisa's eating food can corn and Maggie's diaper is stuffed he just quietly drops the paper and backs away slowly and we get like a fantastic uh, techno rendition of the theme song over the credits I thought was yeah, I thought yeah, it was yeah, great was cool. yeah very well done by Hans Zimmer's team and then the clips play out from the episode that we already saw basically over the credits with uh, I didn't look this up but I assumed that was the wire theme song I think so. Yeah, yeah. It was it was yeah. a reference to one of those type of shows Still anyway. Something I need to watch. Oh really? I was saying either. I actually I actually just assumed, yeah. yeah. To be honest, The Wire was one of those shows that like everyone was recommending it to me and yeah. so as a result I was being like, nah, I'm not gonna watch that. Because I don't like watching a show and not feeling like it's for me. I know. You know what I mean? I know, I get that. Feeling like I'm watching yeah. it because my friends are recommending it to me. And look, it's critically acclaimed. It's always popping up on those like best TV shows of all time lists and I'm sure I, when I do watch it I love it. But it was, it was when I, I was like looking to immediately get to. I will watch it someday. Um, I, I feel the same way about Squid Game. <laughs> When that show came out, everyone was like, you have to watch it. And I was like, I don't want it now. I mean, come on. it's It can't be that good. I don't know. I mean, it yeah. was critically acclaimed. It's like but, high um, up. I, I had it with, um, well, I had it with like when you watch a series on DVD or Blu-ray. Yeah. And you know, you get like the box set and like each disc is like two episodes. Oh, uh, yeah. So much effort. Yeah. It's not a lot of effort, but I kinda love for our it. standards. Yeah, I, I, I do too. It. And like with all the extras and stuff as well I had that with Breaking Bad because I watched that show before I had like Netflix or anything I oh. watched it back you had it on DVD yeah yeah oh, right. and I had got the box set mm. I really wanted to watch it so like for my birthday I got the box set I think I was like 16 right 17 mm. maybe it was like a year after it finished oh so, great yeah consume the whole thing I mean I, I did too I don't know I'm speaking as if I yeah. was watching it as it was coming out I was the same as you and yeah I got this really cool like, like green like box set at home yeah and, yeah and, like, I don't know what you're yeah, talking you, about like, you open it up and it just felt cool yeah it was like because you'd like hear like different music on each disc and stuff yeah and it just made it feel features. different to like binging a series on netflix like actually of like, course yeah taking it's, it feels special you're it like is more right, rewarding these two episodes now yeah it's not the exact same thing but finishing a series on dvd kind of gives you that same satisfaction when you finish a book it's yeah like, ooh, you know that's like, that, 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 like breath <clears> fresh air almost yeah i mean even like i as i mentioned several times in the podcast i'm listening to the commentaries in the simpsons dvds at the moment and 
I, I you just love like just taking out the disc and looking at the menu and seeing what episode is next yeah. and like you said like the little, the little music and the, the little different features they have just in, in the menu and of course the special features are great too and I think that's how, that's the only way that DVDs can thrive right now is yeah. that if they do have those little special features built in like The Simpsons do great the South Park DVDs as well Trey Backer and Matt Stone have done all, all the commentaries for every single episode so definitely get those eventually but then like I love Family Guy, but I would use Family Guy DVDs as an example of what not to do. They are basically just like factory DVDs. It's literally, just the episodes yeah. and that's it. And that's why you know? everyone has them and they're so cheap. Yeah. Because they're literally just, yeah. Of course. <clears throat> but it's just the episodes and that's it. Whereas in a day where you have streaming services and stuff like that, like you need to do something special with your DVDs you do, in yeah. order to make them you worth do. buying, you know? And I will buy a really cool DVD. And oh, a yeah. Box set. Like, Hundred percent. Like, the Criterion Channel uh, oh, collection yeah, DVDs are yeah, elite. Amazing. Like, yeah. Like, I don't. I would only buy something if you can't really access it anywhere. Hmm. And um, if it's like a box set of a TV show, I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, like, I, I bought Mork and Mindy, the Robin yeah. Williams series, on DVD because it's not on anything. You know, that, that, that that's another thing that, that kind of I I find cool having DVDs. Like, usually now if I buy a DVD, it's because it's not on any streaming service. So then when I have the DVD, it's like, oh, I'm like the only person who has this. Yeah. It has that special feeling to it, you know? But yeah, that concludes the episode. After you, as always. Well, it's funny because I didn't think I was going to like this episode when it started. Yeah, yeah. I was like... The feeling's mutual. Yeah, I was thinking, oh God, one of these sort of like episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it didn't feel like it was going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And especially the side plot with Marge. I thought the whole episode was just going to be like, oh my god, my baby. We're <laughs> talking in a game. But yeah. Like, but it actually became a lot more than that. Yeah. And the episode in itself became a lot more than what I thought it was going to be. Definitely. It was It was so good, man. It was very like, fun. It was nothing like special. but Definitely more of a filler episode. Yeah, yeah but a but fun it filler. Was, it was really good fun, man. And yeah. that's, that's a sign of, of the series is that mm. even these filler episodes are like actually good as long as they're entertaining i don't mind if they're more yeah. throwaway you know what i mean and, and i didn't mind this episode whatsoever yeah to be honest I, I thought it was actually quite solid very fun um yeah really funny we explored a lot of character uh relationships that we hadn't seen in a while mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier like absolutely Bart skinner it's great to see them again mm. um and then I actually quite enjoyed this, like, eventually the side plot with the, the other half, the family. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, a really solid episode. I, I, I'm i struggling for a 7 or a 7.5. Yeah. I think I'm going to be generous and say 7.5. Yeah, yeah, I get, I get a 7.5 as well. Um, yeah, but pretty much similar reasons to what you just mentioned. I, I thought the Barton Skinner dynamic was fantastic. And like I said, just those are two characters that I love that we haven't seen too much of recently. Yeah. Even when we have gotten back, it's been like a different side of Barry recently, which I don't mind. But you know, like, like Boys in the Highland, he has a bit more common sense in that episode. Or the one we reviewed with Jack, uh, I forget the name of it, but in that one, he was like, you know, he was the voice of reason against Lisa. And so I, I enjoyed seeing like a classic version of Barry just being cheeky yeah. and up to mischief again. It was great. And of course, just Skinner being Skinner as always makes me happy. I said it was definitely a filler episode, but it was super fun. So, like, you know, I, I I don't mind an episode that feels a bit more like there's only substantial happening here. But if it's just consistent good gags and just a fun episode, I, yeah. I don't mind that, you know. 
I said that the the video game and money logic was definitely flawed. I think they embraced that and were aware of that, but sometimes it was a bit like I don't under I I need some sort of like good contextual reason as to how this is happening because it makes no sense how they were making actual money from this game, you know. Uh, I th- I said that the subplot went nowhere. Personally, I felt like it was. It was it was enjoyable. I, I liked the marriage and Maggie dynamic, and I thought when Homer came in, it, it definitely got better. But it didn't have a plot really. It was just there like was, Maggie yeah, talks. There, <laughs> there wasn't actually any um, like issue. No, there was no conflict yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. I, I I thought what they could have done with it. Like it didn't need to. It was a nice like break away from, you know, the more serious plot going on in in, in this episode. But I I thought they could have brought it somewhere. Like I was like. You know, it literally just ends with them still being glued to their computers. I, th- I thought it could, it could have ended with, like, they find a way to communicate with Maggie in the real world. You know, like, maybe she, like, gets, like, like, like a little mini whiteboard and she can draw on that to talk with them. You know, if they found some way to bring this nice relationship they were having in the game in the real world. But it, it had no resolution. Yeah. It was just, we're upset to this game and that's it, I guess. You know, the stuff that they're screens at the end and Flanders coming into the print in the newspaper. But then I, I just concluded my comments just saying any issues I had with this episode uh, very quickly went away just because of how happy I was just to have a Barton Skinner episode. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then, like, like you said, the dynamic was great. Like, the relationship between them was different and that they were working together. I always enjoy... Like, I think the class dynamic, the dynamic I like is them being against each other. But I do enjoy seeing them work as a team here. You know, like when they're both in the office and they're getting married and stuff. I thought all of that was great. And yeah, that concludes the episode. Let's jump into the news. Live from London City, it's a very bad but slightly improved impression of Camp Rockman here to let you know it's time for Simpsons News. So uh, yeah, two bits of uh, news this week. A Actually, coincidentally, like thematically similar to this episode a homer simpson nft sold for three hundred and twenty thousand dollars yeah the, the the seller of the piece peter kell initially bought it for twenty eight thousand dollars and he's he he says that the profit that he made from this proves in a major way that selling that, that, that nfts will be a major way to sell art in the future basically yeah. so yeah i thought that was a fascinating um like a very modern piece of news that related to the Simpsons, you know. Yeah, it was said like Disney Plus made the NFTs, well, Disney made the NFTs in 2021, so like clearly it's paying off two years later. And finally, it's the season finale of season 34 is revealed to be titled Homer's Adventure Through the Windshield Glass. It will see Homer's life start to flash before his eyes as a car crash causes him to uh, fly through his windshield. As time stands still, a magical friend will help him uncover the truth behind his life. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a very intriguing season finale. Yeah, very, very, very excited for this episode. So Kodaku, who's a website I mentioned in the past, who've been like releasing a lot of different Simpsons lists recently, recently brought out the 10 Grey Simpsons episodes. Obviously, that's a very subjective thing, but I always like seeing these lists. So here's just their top 10. Is number 10, they went for Halloween of Horror, which in season 27, I thought was cool. That's like the only episode of the show to be set in Halloween that's not a Treehouse of Horror. So great episode. Nine, they went for And Maggie Makes Three, the one from season six about how what happened when Marge got pregnant with Maggie, basically. 
Number eight, Mr. Plow, of course, great episode. Number seven, The City of New York versus Homer Simpson. Love, love, love that episode. Actually, the older I get, the more I love that episode. It's a more mature one. Number six, Last Exit to Springfield, season four, of course. Number five, You Only Move Twice. Mm. Gay teaser. Number four, Back to Daredevil, season two. Number th- obviously classic, the, the one where he jumps the gorge. Number three, Mother Simpson, season seven, amazing. Number two, Deep Space Homer, season five. Number one, controversial, but it made me happy to see a later season episode. They went for Holidays of Future Past, season 23. Wow. Which is one I mentioned last week that was like, that they wrote to possibly be the last episode of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, that's kind of like what they mentioned about it. It was like, this show really could have been a perfect finale. Like, they just hit all the beats of like a solid TV show finale really well in it. And like, had it been the last episode of the show, that would have been satisfying. And like, it, it really would have. It, it's such a great episode. And it like, completes a lot of characters arcs in a really beautiful way and yeah i was, I was happy to see that as, as number one nice yeah but yeah that, that concludes the news finally so yeah let's jump into sense classics i went for uh you only move twice yeah um season eight episode two it is indeed yeah um, after 2004 and yeah it's Definitely one of my favourites. Is you one, mentioned, yeah. I, I remember watching this one when I was a kid a few times. Mm-hmm. Like, it's definitely one that, like, stuck with me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's like Homer gets uh, an offer for a job and it means they have to move <laughs> to this place called Cypress Creek. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those episodes where usually when I watch Simpsons, I'm like, what? No, it's not Springfield. They're going away from Springfield. No. Yeah. I, I do that one that said it me too. Because when you're younger, you don't know that these things are just plot points. Yeah. So when you see them leaving Springfield, you're thinking they're leaving Springfield forever. You know? <laughs> but this, this episode is like an, a good leaving Springfield. Totally. Because Cypress Creek is a really cool place. Yeah, right? it's so opposite from Springfield. Established really well. <laughs> yeah, um, absolutely. I love the bit that Sarah as well as like the company that appoints Homer wanted to appoint Seymour. Uh, it's not Seymour. Um... Why am I forgetting his name? Uh, Smithers first. Yeah. And it's like, Smithers is like leaving his apartment. He's just saying to himself going, I work for Monty Burns. da da Monty Burns. Just so happy. And he's offered like a huge job where he's going to get paid like exponentially more money and turns it down just because he wants to keep working yeah. for Mr. Burns. He's like, so abs- yeah, absolutely refusing. And they're just like, okay, I guess we'll appoint the next senior in the company. And that's the only reason why Homer gets the job. <laughs> so stupid. And uh, Homer's boss is like this cool, wacky guy with all these like unique ideas. Yeah. So he likes to think. Obviously, we all know um, Hank Scorpio. Vil- yeah. Brilliantly voiced by so good. Albert Brooks. Definitely one of the best one-off characters. Oh, yeah. Ever. Absolutely. Um, no, that, that's not a controversial opinion. Like, and high up there. It's meant to be like a parody of Bond. So, so yeah, it's, yeah. It's like um... <laughs> it's so stupid. He's clearly a freaking movie villain. Like he's he's literally like a super spy bad guy, and Homer is completely oblivious. Everything. Yeah, it gets to the point where like the, there's like explosions. <laughs> there's like a whole army. The army's breaking into his building, and he's throwing a flamethrower at all of them, killing all of them. And Homer's just ha- having his own little conflicts going on, not taking any notice yeah, of any of this. His family aren't enjoying life there, so he's like wanting to move back to Springfield. Yeah, and, and <laughs> it's just getting hilarious. Like, this is not one for uh, the people that don't like dumb Homer. <laughs> yeah, he's like, like there ever was a smart Homer. No, but he is like 
definitely peak <laughs> yeah. idiot in this episode. He's like, nothing he knows of anything. He's running this company and his boss is like such a yes man. He's just telling him how great he is. But clearly Homer has no idea what yeah. this company actually does. In the bit where he's like, it's this giant beam pointing towards the sky. And he's like, which country do you like more, Italy or France? He's like, or which country do you do like less even? It's like, Mm, France. Oh, no one ever picks Italy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. Yeah, it's the beef for so France. <laughs> ask anyone, even French people, but ask prefer. anyone who's not French, what do you prefer, Italy or France? Yeah. They're going to say Italy. They're going to say Italy. I mean, I've been to Italy. I've been to France twice, so I can't speak, but I definitely would prefer to go to Italy rather than going to France a third yeah. time. Like you mentioned about the, the, the family, like, everyone has something going on in this episode too, which is one of the highlights but for me, I think, is that all four characters are utilised. Yeah. Like, Marge is tormented because the house is like just cleaning itself so she's left with nothing to do. It's just like a modern home that does everything. She's just having a glass of wine every day and that's her whole conflict. Like, you feel so bad about it. And dramatic music is playing every time. Just dun dun dun. <laughs> Bart's I sorry is great as him in the, the specials he gets put into the special class and yeah. they're all just Ralph <laughs> so good and the big right before is like at first you think he's, he's gonna have a great time in the suit because all the kids love him because he can do a really great fake fart with his armpits yeah. <laughs> and the kid comes in who looks just like Milhouse he's like Oh, any chance you're looking for a new best friend? I've been looking for someone to boss me around <laughs> so good <laughs> so great um, and Lisa surprisingly has like the most boring so yeah yeah she's definitely. allergic to flowers i guess for her she's definitely the least interesting one yeah but for her it's like because she loves nature so much that's her conflict that like yeah. she's just allergic to whatever they're, they're doing to grow crops in this area she's just having really bad hay fever from it and yeah it's like for homer even though clearly things his job are flawed to him this is the perfect ideal job he's on an amazing salary and the family are all in yeah, and so much pain. He also has an agonist episode where, for some reason, he really wants to buy the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> <laughs> and everyone just laps him for it. But Hanging Scorpio was like, "I bet you people laugh at you for that, but I, I, I won't, I won't laugh at you." That's a great dream, Homer, and just like you know, he's such a yes man. He's like loves Homer so much, which is like my because favorite Homer will just character. Do what he says, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like Homer's so gullible. Yeah, he he won't bat an eyelid. <laughs> I love the bit as well where he's like looking for sugar. Uh, for his coffee and one of the guys a sense of like Scorpio's lair is like oh I've never seen your office before I'm like why would you it's my office <laughs> and he's like can I have some sugar and he just like has it in his pockets and gives us sugar he's like oh sorry we don't have anything in pots like, do you want some cream um no <laughs> yeah, probably the smartest decision he'd made in the whole episode yeah not that many of his pocket cream <laughs> I mean there's so many things you could talk about it's just such a phenomenal episode there is so not fun. one point where you're like slightly bored. It's no, like, it's it goes on. so fast too. It does. It's it just so absolutely flies by. Yeah, and um, it's just so funny as well, man. Like The Simpsons is is funny in general. This episode is so funny, chaotic. Every like yeah, scene there is a gag and it's just hilarious. Yeah, totally. You know, I can't. It's a ten, man. Really, it's a ten. Yeah, it's gotta be a ten. Yeah. For me, and I don't know, is it maybe just, like, me wanting to go against people because it's always in, like, the top, the top episodes. That I give it 9.5. Okay. I don't think it's flawless, but it's very, very fun. Don't get me wrong. And I do think a part of me doing that might just be the... It's not anymore. I remember at one point it was the highest rated episode on IMDb. Wow. It's Homer to Smithers now, interestingly. 
Yeah, it's very high up as people say. And I, I don't judge that. And Hank Scorpio is an amazing character and easily one of the best guest stars. Uh, Albert Brooks being one of the best guest stars in the show in general always yeah. voices amazing characters. But this is definitely one of his best characters, if not his best. Yeah, I, I give it a 9.5. Which is, it's, it's still a great episode, but it wouldn't be like a, a top 20 episode for me personally. But it is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it would definitely be my top 100, which for The Simpsons is a compliment, you know, because wow. there's so many episodes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. I, I, I love the bit at the beginning as well when they're trying to sell the house, and I was like, "Whoa, you guys have windows. <laughs> There's no way I can afford this." <laughs> and they just abandon the house yeah. because they can't afford to pay off the mortgage. There's just so many great little bits like that. It is, it is a great, just like not classic Simpsons episode in that they're not in Springfield, obviously, but classic Simpsons episode in that all the family are utilized so brilliantly. Yeah. in this episode, you know. And we had so many characters in that episode because they were all saying I love bye. that bit. Yeah, yeah, I love that bit where they're yeah, they're leaving Springfield, everyone's saying goodbye to them and it's just it just shows in their you just, own way. Yeah, yeah, in their own unique character ways. And it just shows you how many amazing characters that they managed to build up over the course of these eight seasons. It's just like you know and love every single one of these characters like and I do remember watching this episode when I was younger and actually feeling sad thinking that this was actually them saying goodbye to Springfield forever, you know. And they were gonna make a whole new yeah. host of characters in, in Cypress Creek. But yeah, yeah, great episode. Moving on to all but the first ten. So naturally, yeah, this segment is where I do a top three episodes uh, of a certain theme, but it could only be after the first ten seasons, basically. And I think it's no surprise. I this week I went for top three Skinner episodes. He is obviously my favorite character, and outside the family, and there's loads of great episodes in which he's a lead role. In the later seasons, but this is just three. So first, I went for how the test was won, season twenty. So in this episode, there's like yeah, this, this, this big exam coming out that will like determine like what what are, the, what are the smartest schools in the district basically. And Skinner takes all the dumb kids on a field trip so that they don't have to do the exam basically. So it's just this really fun episode, of just like Skinner and Otto. Taking like Bart and the bullies and Ralph, like just all the stupider kids basically, um, on a field trip to distract them basically. And I just love Skinner's whole conflict in the episode, it's just done very nicely. Number two, I went for Skinner's Sense of Snow, which is in season 12. That's the one where the whole school gets snowed in and he's basically put in charge to mind all the kids. And the conflict that he goes through in the episode is done very nicely. A great, like, kind of deeper character exploration for him. And I praised this episode many times in the past, but I still have to go for number one, The Road to Cincinnati, season 32, which is when I mentioned that's like Skinner and Chalmers going on a field trip together. The family do not, do not feature in the episode in the lead role at all. And it's just such a great build up their relationship. And for people who are like fans of this of the Steve Hams meme and just a fan of their characters in general, it's just such a satisfying like mm. adventure to put the two of them in. It utilizes both of them as characters so perfectly. I love Skitter and trauma so much and just like seeing them just take over a whole episode makes me so happy it, it, it was honestly so perfect like they're, they're, they're they, they did everything right with this this sort of broad concept for a Simpsons episode you know but yeah moving on to the questions two questions again this week number one I had uh, a question from hello Mr. Thompson great Simpsons art page on Instagram and just a simple question Lenny or Carol? See, I want to be cool and <laughs> say Carl. Yeah. But I just, there's not enough of him. So I'm going to say Lenny. 
I would say there isn't them either. I, I would say there's less of Lenny in that, uh, maybe in like sight gags and stuff, Lenny has more going on, but they've definitely given Car- Carol more character yeah. in the show. We actually have a Carol focus episode coming up this season. There's definitely more depth to Carol as a character, but in terms of like just like making me laugh consistently and yeah. having funnier gags, it's got to be maybe Lenny. Maybe I just haven't seen enough then. Of those episodes, but, but, maybe, but, yeah. yeah. So I'm going to say. Lenny. Yeah, no, I, I, I do with 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 Zeb for Lenny for sure. Um, I would like 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 I mentioned in the past, I would love to see a Lenny focused episode. But at the same time, there is a joy that he's just like this sort of two dimensional character. Even though he's Homer's best friend, Homer's best friend, we see him all the time. We know way less about Lenny than we know yeah. about like Mo, for example, or, or even true. Barney. We know so much less about Lenny. But there is that's kind of what makes him a joy too. Is that we is that there's like nothing to him almost he's just kind of a pathetic friend who works at the power plant and goes to beers every night with homer you know yeah i, I would also i would say lenny but go, carol is also a fantastic character and second question from ricardo lm thanks for the question my man uh, he said do you remember your first time watching the simpsons oh man i don't the answer to my question is no not specifically yeah. but if i was like how far back does my memory go? I remember my mom got me a video. I can't remember the name of it, but it was like all love-related episodes of The Simpsons. And I remember it had the one where Apu gets married, the the one where Ralph gives Lisa that... Or Lisa gives Ralph that, like, choo-choo-choo-you love letter, and he falls in love with her. Uh, Bart's girlfriend, the one with, where he falls in love with um, Reverend Lovejoy's daughter, and... I'm with Cupid, which is the one where Apu does all those like romantic love love gestures for Manjula, and all the husbands start to get jealous because he's making them look bad. Yeah. Um. So those four episodes for me are like easily the most nostalgic episodes of the whole show. Like when I when I see them, they like remind me of being a really young child. Do you know what I mean? I was just watching those episodes on repeat. It was like one of the first videos I ever had. Uh, before we only had TVs, it was like oh I, I only got to watch the Simpsons at six pm. So it was so cool for me to have these four episodes I could just watch whenever I felt like it yeah. you know what I mean so that's as far back as my memory does go but I can't specifically remember literally watching The Simpsons predates me having a memory <laughs> you know what I mean I wish I knew what the first episode I saw was but I don't yeah. you know I mean yeah like I don't have a first time memory specifically but I obviously remember Channel 4 yeah but yeah, I also yeah. remember um, I've spoken about it before because it's like one of my like cherished early memories of the simpsons was finding my cousin's duff beer oh yes you have mentioned full of, this full of the videos i think that was in the very first podcast you did that you then, mentioned the story yeah and yeah. then him letting me take a bunch of them home and i remember like just just binging through them on like my old tv that had like a video player in it yeah and i would just binge through all them episodes that's so and, cool yeah was it was the whole not the whole show obviously it was like it was like actual full seasons or just like random they episodes? were like parts of seasons do you know what I mean yeah. like four episodes in this season four episodes in this season alright okay really, really really cool mm. I think it, it's quite a collector's thing to have these videos yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah like obviously you can't select episode you just have to wind through it and, of course yeah, yeah. that's some of my earliest memories and, and they were like I remember they were all quite early seasons um, right but yeah that, that, that was cool um, yeah that's your oldest memory. Yeah, that's of definitely my oldest memory. Watching the yeah. show, yeah, yeah. Same for me. The 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 romance video. I remember my dad then got me the one I mentioned before, Simpsons Backstage Pass, which was all like um, showbiz related episodes of the show. 
and then I remember my, when DVDs came in, my mom got me Around the World in 80 Does, which was just, it's always, it was always four, I, I found interesting, yeah. always four episodes. It was like four episodes related to them um, going on holidays. I always remember my mom got me Bart Wars, and I remember being disappointed by Bart Wars because the cover of it was like Bart as Luke Skywalker fighting Homer as Darth Vader. And I thought it was going to be like a Star Wars parody of The Simpsons. It wasn't. It was just four episodes that had like a little Star Wars was this a related video? thing to it. Yeah, yeah. I had this. Oh, you did? This Bart was Wars. one of the videos. Yeah. I remember that because I had the same thing. Yeah. It's such a You've just hit such a memory. There um, you go, yeah. Yeah, I remember that as well. I was like, oh, this is so sick. And it's just Bart episodes. I'm like, oh. Yeah, it wasn't anything to do with Star Wars. I was so, I was so disappointed. They really knew what they were doing there. They, yeah, they, they really, really did. That's so funny. Yeah, we had that specific memory. Yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> yeah. And then Family Guy eventually ended up doing an actual Star Wars episode. I was like, yes. I remember seeing the Family Guy Star Wars DVD and being like, I'm not going to get fooled again. And it ended up actually being there. I was like, oh, yeah. cool. <laughs> but yeah, that, oh, that, that was the two questions. Yeah, so moving on to the recommendations of the week. I, I forget every single <laughs> yeah, time. Every single time. Rock, paper, scissors. Hey! Oh, <laughs> it's always me. I got paper, Sebastian got rock for you uh, rock, paper, scissors aficionados out there. I wish I know there are many. So yeah, as usual, I gave two recommendations this week. First, and look, I know this doesn't need a plug from me, but I loved it so much. I just have to recommend Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Okay. Firstly, for, for people who might be avoiding seeing it, I know Marvel is kind of getting like a bad rep at the moment for its movies not being as good. I'm honestly thinking that Marvel is starting to become almost that Simpsons trend of like people are just loving, hating it and are loving being like, it's not as good as it used to be. They're I'm almost just, not giving the movies a chance anymore. I just get confused because I'm just like, what do you want? Like, it is really. Fans, what do you want? Yeah. Seriously, because you watch these fucking films and in my opinion, some of it's just the same shit. Uh -huh. And it's like, what do you actually want? Because they're giving you a story you haven't seen before. Yeah. They're giving you the comedy, which I'm not always a fan of. And like, but you just look for reasons to hate it, I think. And... 100% yeah it's becoming such a bandwagon now personally for me and not you know, what he just says what a lot of marital people are saying recently there's too much comedy more comedy for me I it's ridiculous concepts like yeah. let's take Guardians as an example there's a talking raccoon in a tree in it if they were taking that seriously I'd be like that's fucking ridiculous I think yeah. there should be a sense of humour I think Marvel fans just stopped acting like it was ever the fucking no it was like, never the dark like, night like, like it was ever like like insane cinema and like incredible that the filmmaking's admirable but they have the highest budgets ever of course so, like stop, stop acting like it's this like amazing form of cinema and just realize it's a good bit of fun totally and you're getting what you want so yeah, just, yeah it's a fun time i'm not going into you know fucking ant-man quantumania expecting it to be batman begins yeah. like they're just different standards of comic book movies and it annoyed me that i was like watched eternals and was actually like oh that was disappointing because well, i was giving marvel a chance for a bit and mm. I'm like, oh yeah and like looking for reasons to dislike and i was like no it's fucking eternals i don't care yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. i mean i did think eternals was a pretty weak movie but yeah but it was, you know it's watchable oh yeah they're all watchable yeah. for me there's not one unwatchable marvel movie that you know 
they, they don't know Green Lantern. You yeah, know what I mean? They, yeah. they, they haven't done Batman vs. <laughs> Superman. You know, I love DC too, but I think DC have done a lot more like proper stinkers. Every MCU I mean, movie has been decent. I always say, I've said it before, yeah. the average Marvel films are better than the average DC films. Yeah. But the best DC films, I think, are better than any Marvel film. Yeah, yeah, I think I'd agree. Now, I definitely had that Spider-Man bias. So, like, Spider-Man, Spider-Man movies, especially Tom Maguire, will always be my favourites. Yeah. And I'm very hopeful to see what James Gunn does with DC, who directed The Guardians 3, which is going to be his last his last Marvel movie, uh, but he did a fantastic job. That I, it, it, it does for, for Marvel fans. It does what you want a Marvel movie to do brilliantly while doing something unique with it as well. It had so much heart, but it was also so funny. For me, it was also what I what, what you would want sci-fi to be because it's campy and it's fun, but it also has some really hard-hitting emotional scenes and it's impactful. You know, I I honestly think I cried in this movie more than I was in crying. Mm. Like, it just had me swept away the whole way through. I'm really looking forward to what James Gunn does. Ah, oh, dude, he's a fantastic you know filmmaker. They're going to give him freedom. Of course, yeah. And when he has freedom, mm-hmm. he's amazing. He's amazing, yeah. It's the same with, with, with this movie. Like, you watch Guardians 1, and it's a fun movie, but you can still see those kind of like Marvel, Disney studio restrictions going on in it. But by the time you see this movie, it is so much weirder. Than the first Guardians was because they're clearly just letting him do what he wants. He's leaving Marvel, so he he was clearly giving less of a shit, but like in in the right way. You know, like he was just he was experimenting more, mm. and it's just a wonderful, fun movie. And that, yeah, what you just said, it, it really showcased, but potentially, hopefully, what he's going to end up doing with DC, which I'm so excited for. Like his, the next movie he's directing is going to be a, a new Superman movie, and I like Superman, but I think DC have done incredibly just boring dull stuff with his character yeah. so I really feel like and I'm hoping that James Gunn does something really fun and unique with him I want, it to, be I want, I want it to be dark but I also want it to be that fun kind of campy nature that James Gunn does so brilliantly I mean he did a great job directing the Suicide Squad I mean it'd be cool if it was like a dark comedy totally so yeah. Cool. That's the, uh, yeah that's where I feel like Superman could thrive because if you're just making him a boring just two dimensional such a joke at this point that you might as yeah. well make a dark comedy go in on that yeah. yeah because he's a boring like two dimensional in, in the movies I found recently anyway two dimensional like just guy who wants to save the world and protect Lois Lane and that's it like yeah. there's so much more to this character in the comics and stuff that they've yet to explore in movies I'm sure James Gunn also being such a such a comic book nerd which is the perfect person to have a run you know, a, a movie company that makes comic book movies. Yeah. I, I feel like he's doing something really special with it. I'm really hopeful for that. But yeah, I just thought for, if, if for anyone who was a Marvel fan who's like just now being a hater, being like, I don't watch the movies anymore, I think Guardians 3 is well worth your time. It really, I, I want to see it again. I love it so much. And yeah, give it a watch. Nice. Yeah. Cool. You're next. Um, do you have two? Uh, yeah, as usual, yeah. <laughs> I love that. It. It's, it's basically recommendations. You're always so shook by it. <laughs> well, doing... yes, I've always had uh, two. <laughs> um, my first recommendation is uh, the Danny Brown Show, which is uh, a podcast. He's a rapper? He Yeah, he's a, yeah. a rapper, musician, whatever you want to... Is, is he the guy you showed me a video of who's like, doing stand-up now as well? Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. Just, he just moved to Austin, so yes. obviously he's doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He, he, you can't be in Austin, Texas, and not be doing stand up. It's real. It's still fairly a new. No, it podcast. is. Just um, he's on fifty episodes. You and, can catch up pretty quickly then. Yeah, and mm. he, um, he's. What I like about this podcast is you can tell he's listened to fucking loads of podcasts. Right. He knows exactly like how to keep your attention. Nice. Um, 
and it's one of them podcasts that is aimless like there's no actual like a goal to the podcast yeah which chatting. usually i'm like i don't like that because there's so many aimless podcasts mm. out there but he makes it really interesting and he has he has the classic like segments and like cool. it's, it's just a classic fun podcast yeah um and he he'll get like a guest on most weeks as well so it like changes the um and the i think what i like about it the most is that his life is like the opposite to mine like this sure. guy's from detroit he used to sell hmm. crack like oh wow he's a he's a rapper like he's done everything i haven't done and he has such a polar opposite life that i find his so interesting yeah his like perspectives on everything cool. and they do like they do call-ins as well which i love oh, like wow. on radio like shows and stuff yeah wow. so it'd be like people leave messages on like the mobile number mm. so that people like leave messages asking for like advice on like relationships and stuff yeah it's always like oh my girl she wants to uh, have sex with other guys i don't know how to feel about that just stuff like that <laughs> yeah and he always just be like you need to get a new girl man like, it's just shit like that. It's, he's always like really like naive but like you can tell he's joking yeah yeah um that's good he's a super funny guy like when he has the freedom of just like the, doing the podcast you, you can tell like he loves doing it as that's well. cool and he said like he, his rapping career is like still going but like he he likes the podcast the most because it's fun that's his favorite thing he does at the moment yeah. then okay wow um that's cool and he's yeah a really unique guy mm. like there, there's no one like danny brown so yeah I, I thoroughly would recommend that if anyone wants something a little bit different in yeah. terms of podcasts yeah that's cool you know obviously people say he's a great rapper and you're saying he's a great podcaster but i have heard from a lot of people that he was at his peak when he was selling crack that's what that's what he did best. Yeah, yeah, that's what he was the best. At. Uh, I I I I don't know too much about this guy, but it sounds like a cool podcast. When you said he has guests on sometimes, are the other, are the other episodes just him on his own? I think like half of them he's on his own. Oh right, okay. but he he records it in this studio, which I know. I think um, Joey Diaz, same podcast, same studio, in the same studio. Right. So I've definitely heard because there's people in the recording room that will sometimes tune in. Okay. Um. And I'm like, I've definitely heard them before. I know a lot of people must do podcasts here. Oh, interesting. And he's in Austin, that makes sense. Yeah, he's not the same, like, technicians or something. It must be, yeah. yeah. And yeah. They, they sometimes tune in. There's always a guy in the background just pissing himself laughing. Yeah. Which makes it seem human and like of you're course. in the room. I like that, I like. Yeah. yeah. You always know a guest is really funny if the sound technicians in the back room are laughing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's, there's this one guy and he's always fucking just pissing himself <laughs> in the back. And it makes that's you great. laugh because you're like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, it kind of feels like more of a community where you can hear the other people getting involved. Yeah. That's always cool. Yeah, my second recommendation is also a podcast. It's called The No Sleep Podcast. And I was interested in this podcast for a while. Um, I was skeptical about it. It's basically a horror anthology podcast. So every podcast is a story. Um, it's, a, it's, it's a different voice actor telling the story. And at first I was like, oh, I don't know. Could horror really work just as audio? Dude, it is scarier than a movie sometimes. Yeah, I've like, listened to a few. Yeah, yeah of this podcast, or is no, it a horror podcast. Horror yeah. Stories, yeah, it's scarier than a movie sometimes because it's like you just kind of feel like you're stuck with it because it's just like I, you know, I'm listening to it with my AirPods on, like, and it feels like it's like taking over my body sometimes. You can like feel the skin like sticking up on on, on the back of your neck and stuff. Like, it, genuinely, some of them have been truly petrifying. I like um, actually listen to them like when you go to sleep. I don't know what it Oof. is. It's actually like kind of calming. A horror podcast. Yeah, genuinely. Oh, I could not do that. Not before going to sleep. Not the ones I've listened to anyway. They were 
they they, they woke me up like they were oh. so freaking petrifying if, if i was right i meant like a particular you know i've listened to like probably like five now and there have been some that are better than others naturally the first episode of like camera was called but this is the very first episode of the podcast was amazing it's probably this guy this janitor working for the school and he, and he finds like a room that he'd never seen before and it's where they go with that it's just so like i said just like the skin sticking up in the back of your neck like just yeah. genuinely petrifying and like yeah it's so scary it's really inspiring too it's just basically these a b- bunch of guys who had like this this forum on reddit that were always like horror nuts and someone just kind of said we're all clearly passionate about horror but we, we, we don't have the budget to make, you know, movies. Why don't we like to try out a podcast and write a bunch of horror shorts together? Mm. And they did, made into a podcast. The podcast is huge now. They have sponsorship deals and everything. So it's just a really cool, inspiring story. It's like these people just making this community together and just finding huge success in that, you know? Yeah, for, for, for horror fans out there, it's a really cool, unique way to just experience, like, genuinely scary stories. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, very, very fun. Sounds cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Were you just the Danny Brown podcast this week, or? Uh, I have a little one. Oh yeah, cool. um, I'm still making my way through the first season of this, so yeah, I can't like fully give you a detailed description of how good it is. That's fine. However, I've spoken before about anime and how it's so hard to find anime that doesn't have sexualized children and uh-huh. like moaning people. Sure, or stuff. like seven hundred episodes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's hard to find. Like genuine adult mature anime. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. not hentai. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I've been watching a series called Mobile Suit Gundam. Oh, I've not heard of this and one. And it's really unique series. Um, mm. And it's definitely one of them. It's it's known for being like a mature anime, like for adults. Yeah. Um, there's loads and loads of like spin off series and movies and stuff. Mm. Uh, we actually played the movie in our old cinema once, and like three people turned up. Oh really? That niche. <laughs> we didn't play it for long, did we? No, no. I don't even remember seeing it there. Shows, yeah. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I'm making my way through the first season. It came out in 1979. Oh, very, it's like old, old anime. Then. Okay. But I love the. Are still making episodes? I don't know if they're making more. There's so much. You said there was a movie recently. There was a movie recently. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I guess they're still doing stuff. There's so many like spin-offs and everything. Right, right. It's like a whole universe. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, cool. But yeah, I love that old anime animation style mm. um what's the setup of this show so it's like um it's like a sci-fi where um humans had to move out of earth right because it's like set in the future and earth is getting uninhabitable mm. so they set up these like sort of like little planets everyone has you're like assigned your own like it look they look like like mini death stars right you're okay. assigned one but inside is something that replicates earth Okay. You know, and like people live there, it's like a town. Right, right. It's like towns in space. That's fascinating, yeah. Um, and then there's like this whole space war, kind of similar with like Star Wars, where like right. certain people decided this isn't the way we're going to live. Mm. So then they started a war with each other. Right. And then the, the, where the mobile suit comes in is the mobile suit is like, um, it's like this suit, it's like this giant robot. And it's like a suit you go into and it has like missiles and like guns and stuff. Yeah. Um the premise of it is at the moment this this war between these two opposite sides that choose different ways to live. This is where you're at in the series currently. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Um and I've been really enjoying it, man. I That's love good. that old animation style. Yeah. And it's nice to watch something that isn't catered to children. Sure. Um, or horny 
Bloody wee man. Um, <laughs> yeah. So no, I've, I've been really enjoying Not the it. Show for like, me then. It's definitely like um, for people that like sci-fi and people that want to watch an anime that isn't like yeah have the normal anime tropes I, I think you're pissing off a bunch of anime fans here saying it's just a bunch of fucking kids and that's it no no it's, <laughs> I mean some anime is like clearly for kids if you watch yeah, Pokemon yeah no that's definitely it, for kids. it's for kids Beyblade yeah um, Yu-Gi-Oh but I won't judge you if you want to watch that yeah and then you watch some anime and you're like well this is for lonely men <laughs> <laughs> like this is yeah this is yeah. Just everything sexualized but there's like a bunch of critically acclaimed animes where I presume that's not the case like Attack on Titan and Death Note and yeah, stuff you know course, yeah uh, um, I mean that one sounds like my comedy definitely because yeah. especially at the moment I'm really obsessed with just like good sci-fi you know there's so much cliched sci-fis out there when I find one where there's good storytelling that wraps you up and a world that is genuinely different from the world we live in it's really cool man yeah we can just like understand characters arcs and stuff like that and their objectives very clearly that's the kind of sci-fi i love and that sounds like this one that sounds like definitely my cup of tea it's funny because when you're telling me about that i'm thinking oh it was definitely inspired by star wars but you think on 79 so yeah. it might just be a coincidence i think so yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so. funny i mean this, that was an era where a lot of can't be your kind of sci-fi yeah. are really blowing you know? I mean, that was like where, where star wars and star trek were both at their peak and then yeah yeah obviously you had some anime sci-fis blowing up then as well um yeah really interesting it's definitely one that appeals to me but so what was it called again uh mobile suit gundam mobile suit gundam that is a fascinating a great name but <laughs> when when these things translate they just sound weird ridiculous you know I mean? yeah, yeah but it's, it's, it's quirky <laughs> weird like in, 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 in yeah. a good way i like it but yeah I think that's all I've had to say in my entire life. Let's yeah, shake hands. <laughs> Good old classic handshake there. Guys, thank you as always for listening and I want to have your babies. Ooh.